All right. So how do you want to start? It was your idea. <laughs> it was your idea to talk to me. <laughs> we have guests in the room, but you only wanted to talk to me. So what do you want to say to me? All right. So we are we are recording just before vacation, which we yes. told people we were going to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we're going to try to hold it together and be professional. We're going to hold it together. Yes, we're going to instead of just mailing it in like the other day. Have you ever heard Have you ever heard of the expression <laughs> mailing it in? No. Come on. Yeah. Like in sports, like they're mailing it in. Oh, yeah. In sports. Yeah. yeah. Or phoning it Have in. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's a context I'm of so sports. I'm so justified. Not really. Yes, I am. No, because the minute I said oh, it's sure sports, Ryan knew right away. <laughs> but anyways, he uses this expression, and I said, what does that even mean, mailing it in? And I had never heard it, like mail in a rebate. You know, yeah. you mail something in. Yeah. He started making fun of me last week, and I said, uh, this is news to me. I've never heard of this. You have a tendency before. to when I say words or phrases that you have never heard that they somehow I are wrong. They him. don't exist. Yeah. Because they don't exist. <laughs> I mean, just because I hadn't heard it. All right. Well, just I'm not an avid sports listener. No. I don't listen to like commentary of sports and things of that right. nature, like you like to. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like they say it every time, but right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Well, listen, listen. Let's well, just jump I'm so right glad. in. I'm glad. I've been justified <laughs> yeah, by, by our guests here. <laughs> well, let's just jump in. Welcome to another episode of Raising Eight. Yes, a couple of sinners trying to raise eight. And we welcome Ryan and Mary Rose Verrett. Verrett, to, to do it Verrett. properly. Verrett. Verrett. I heard you say yeah. that earlier. Verrett. I should know this. You should. I should. Yeah. We French. have that in common. Yeah. Uh, right. right. But in fairness, we just found out that the name was truncated at one point. Correct? Right. A TT. A T and the E have, was taken off. It yeah. did have well, more happened, of a that French That happened a lot flair. with uh, French Canadians, yeah. no matter where they went in America. The names, because there's a chance my actual last name is Rivard, R-I-V-A-R-D. Wow. So a lot of Levines, they're not, some are Levines, some are not. So I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. Yeah. But that's not a truncation of a... Well, it's a similar thing that happened. They like were a just, changing, just yeah, change yeah, the name. Yeah, it is changed. Right. When did the change happen? When they... Louisiana. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's pretty normal. The English take it off. Yeah. I shouldn't say <laughs> that. Just English. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, too many letters. Too right. many letters. <laughs> Chop. Mary Rose, what's your maiden name? A Lombard. So. They sacked Rome. Yes. Oh, wow. There you Look go. You. That means long beard. That's something. I just turned mine. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't have a preference. <laughs> For long beards. <laughs> That's not long. That's no, not, I just it's not it, a good yeah. length. Yeah, yeah, I do not like long. Come the years. winter, we'll let it grow no. a more, much to her chagrin. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. no <laughs> so we So, um, welcome. And yes. I know you guys have been traveling all over the country. All over the country. With your beautiful family. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, yourselves, how you met? Yeah, so we found, these, we found these great uh, coupons from Thrifty <laughs> Minivan Rental. No, and, uh, no. <laughs> they do not exist. <laughs> they do not. Sad. We're raising, I know. Sad. We're raising five, not raising eight. <laughs> yeah. but, but we have that in common. Yes. Two, two centers trying to raise saints. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, At least yeah. we're not raising hell, but that's another story. Just <laughs> <laughs> no. use the word. Yeah, raising five right now. That's another phrase. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> No, but it's, it's been a summer. We left home uh, mid-June, and we've been on the road uh, ever since. It's over a month now, and uh, we, we've been in Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, wow. Washington State, California, 
and now uh, Massachusetts. We started, and it's just been, it's been such a, a blessed time, uh, but we, we flew from Spokane, Washington, down to California, the very bottom of California, on July 1st, which happens to be the fe- feast day of... Winnipeg Sarah. So, the patron of the California. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, wow. yeah, I think if you're paying attention to Catholic news, maybe your people like Catholic news, I don't know, but, you know, <laughs> with all, all, yes. the, all, all the pushback against yeah. Winnipeg Sarah yeah. yes. this past year's, but I think, yeah, I think every summer we've been doing this for six summers now, just to really experience the missionary need of of you know faith in the United States. Right. I mean, so we uh, you don't have to really go far away to uh, witness to the gospel, and uh, and there's a hunger and a thirst for it. And so every summer we get to load up the kids, and everybody gets a few little pieces of clothes, and we, we don't bring with us. We go to Goodwills across America and find, and, uh, and find awesome. it and, and uh, leave it if we don't. And leave it if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it back so, yes, on the way out. Exactly. That's what we do. We have. You, know, you just got to make it work. But you know, I think uh, it's really. You know, we've been given a lot as a couple, obviously, in the apostolate witness to love. And so it's nice to be, uh, for us to understand the perspective of the church, particularly of marriage and family throughout the United States. Yeah. Mm. Part of the, the mission in the apostle is to help every couple, every family see their home as a missionary outpost of the local church. And I know you all y'all get that. You can kind of feel that when you come in, into your home. Um, but a, a lot of couples don't really see that. They sense that maybe there's something missing. Maybe there's a more... Um, they've heard the phrase domestic church, but they don't really know what it mm-hmm. means. You know, it maybe just means the lesser church or mm-hmm. something less than Sunday, right? But but we know that however healthy the kitchen tables are of families around the country, even healthier will the altars where the, those families worship mm-hmm. be because the, fa- the church is made up of families, of little domestic churches. And so that's really the message. That's the mission. That's what we go on the road every summer to, to help couples, you know, see that they need to be a light to the nations. And ironically, the, the uh, or prophetically, <laughs> the first reading as we left on our trip, the day we left on our trip was, you know, uh, go out by twos, you know, carry one <laughs> pair of sandals, stay where you're invited. If you're not welcome, dust the feet. And we were like, this oh, is for this us. Is our life. But I've got two pairs of sandals. I hope that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing the whole goodwill thing. I mean, you didn't pack a lot of clothes. No, we so did you did listen to the gospel. But you know, it's interesting because uh, right now, Boston, the Archdiocese of Boston is in what's the second year now of what was supposed to be a year of the Eucharist, the pandemic. Mm. Uh, ended that so it'll end now a year uh, next june um but when he first started it he the motif he used was the home the kitchen table mm-hmm. he focused on that mm-hmm. and he has this vision for the year of the eucharist will end around kitchen tables right. so there'll be this big Euch- eucharistic congress on the saturday uh just bef- before corpus christi but then he wants people to go back to the parishes and then he wants people to finish the year of the eucharist around the table so I think there's, it's, it's nice to see that there's a lot of, I think there's more synergy right now. Thank, thank you, Holy Spirit, going on in this country, maybe even throughout the world right now, on this topic of going back to what I think are just basics, right? Going mm-hmm. back to the Basic. home. Mm-hmm. When, when we have it in the home, we solve a lot of problems that we see in the church and in society. And you don't have to fight traffic. And we don't have to fight traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's obvious that's, that's something that's very important to you guys. And I know you've been working hard at that through your, through your beautiful apostolate, Witness to Love. So how about tell us a little more about that and how it started and where is it going? Witness to Love started really, uh, it was an act of uh, desperation and a sort of a cry to the Holy Spirit um, because... Uh, the couples that we were working with uh, in Louisiana, um, we saw that um, 
just after the wedding day, they, they weren't going back to church. They weren't staying married. Um, and no matter what the church offered to them, because they weren't accompanied and they weren't integrated into the life of the church before the wedding day, they didn't stick around after. Mm. And instead of going to their mentor couples or to, you know, the priests or the, you know, us, people like us for help, they were going to their divorced friends. Mm. And the advice they were getting was, hey, I have a great attorney. You deserve better. Mm. Hey, like life is short. You know, you're young. You can start over. And, you know, we, we were just trying to sort, short circuit the bad information that they were getting um, and the misinformation and, and really integrate them into the life of the church. Um, Familiaris Consortio um, from the First Synod on the Family, uh, beautiful uh, paragraph 66 says that marriage preparation should give couples not just intellectual formation, but give them a desire to be a part of the ecclesial community, mm-hmm. i.e., it, it, there has to be like a ramification, a change in their lives. and. And we were hearing from the couples, actually, this didn't make me want to go to church more. It actually made me want to go less. And that was just like, oh, my gosh, we've given you the the body, you've had the best of everything. But it didn't resonate with them because the lives they had been living up to that point, um, it just it it was I don't want to say casting pearls before swine. That isn't the right terminology, but they just didn't see the beauty of church's teaching. They weren't even attracted to it because they hadn't been led to that point. Mm. And so it was really just having them discern a couple in their life that could be a lifeline to the church and a two-for-one intense evangelization effort for both couples to be transformed, accompanied, evangelized, discipled, growing together, going to church, um, providing small groups Mm. after the wedding day. Um, all of a sudden, uh, you know, within a few years, the whole parish community was transformed. Mm. Couples who would not normally be going to church were going to church. Yeah. You know, people who'd come to punch their card on Sunday and disappear were sticking around and volunteering and getting involved. Yeah. And, and it just transformed the church community. And so after the first synod on the family, we started having a lot of people reach out to us saying, hey, or the second synod, so this was about six years ago, we started having people saying, hey, what are you doing at your parish? Hey, can we do that? You know, can you make a training manual? Can you do videos? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it was mainly parish priests, you know, hmm. one to another saying, can you just, just show me what you're doing? I, look, I'll pay for you to record a video. I just want this. Can you do it in Spanish? You know, I'll just, I'll contribute. Like, you just get me this video. Wow. And and then it just kind of just took a whole life of its own. And so it's been, it's in now 80 dioceses. Okay. English, Spanish, French, and Vietnamese in 24 countries. It's just exploded. And it's it's the Holy Spirit. It's there there was a gap, Uh, there was a need, there was a there was a Ryan Ryan can speak to the trust aspect, but I think that that there's uh, there's some trust missing. There's a a credibility that's missing in the church today. Yeah, I think that's a, one of the, the key moments. I think we both came from a background. We, we wanted to really be in a strong, authentic relationship with God the Father. And I think what we discovered is not just a, a programs issue, not just a, an approach or a methodology issue, but actually a real relationship issue. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, many um, newly married couples, young engaged couples, existing married couples, and just such a, a a culture, not to be negative, but just of like intense, like um, it's just uh, intoxicating when it comes to pornography and mm. and uh, you know just the way contraception has seeped in and not really a, a deep you know understanding of of the gift of relationships and authentic friendships. And I think they just haven't ex- they haven't seen that many young couples getting married today. Their their parents are divorced, um, and so and then in many ways, obviously, the church has really 
just drop the ball. And when it, at least, in, as I guess as a whole, when it comes to sort of credibility, not pointing fingers at people, no. that's not my job. But I think, you know, the, 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 just in the past 20 years, the experience of, of young people in the United States, they're, they're absent from the church. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, they, that's a lot has happened. So we realize one of the most basic first starting points of catechesis, which we ultimately need in faith formation, is a, a relationship, a sort of trust. Mm-hmm. I remember Father Benedict Rochelle, who was a mentor of mine years ago, mm-hmm. it was with a, a C, um, just kind of spending time with the CFRs in New York, and he would say that rules without a relationship leads to rebellion. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like this this generation, you know, uh, a lot of young people today, they uh, they just perceive everything that comes from the church, mm-hmm. you know, or the parents as just sort of rules without a relationship. And so I think it was very important to us. And, and as we started working on this and we started seeing these young couples newly married at mass after the wedding day, which is the biggest indicator that marriage preparation is success, that mm-hmm. they're going to mass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John Paul II says that. And he said, and we seen them there. We realized what they were actually growing in trust, not because Mary Rose and I were doing this great job, you know, not because anything specific we were saying, but because they had a relation, they had a friendship uh, in Christ in the church through the generosity of this mentor. And it, it, it went back to a quote that we had discovered years ago. Mother Teresa says that kindness itself uh, is the most influential aspect when it comes to conversion. Kindness converts more people, she says, than zeal, science, or eloquence. You mean screaming at people doesn't do no. it? No. no. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to love truth bombs. Dashing, they were so yeah. Funny, right? Yeah. You know, take that. Came out of BJ, boom. Yeah. You know, like, that doesn't convert people. Shocking. Pulls them down. Yeah. yeah. Commitments. But no, I think really, and it was, and there was a, there was a kindness and a generosity mm. that, you know, that we couldn't do ourselves for our whole town when right, you just getting no. started. It, right, it needed, right. really needed a lot more people with sort of mm-hmm. hospitality. And I think I recently came across this quote from uh, Mother Elvira. She was the founder of the Chinacolo community. Uh, it's like a place of rehabilitation from drugs for young people. Mm-hmm. And she says that uh, someone really feels love when they know that someone in the church is waiting for them. And it was just, and we realized that these mentor couples, uh, these accompanying couples, these evangelizing spouses, as we say now with mm-hmm. Witness Love through marriage formation and renewal, that when there are couples who ex- who live in Christ in their home and they're waiting for them, the lights are on for them, not just in some cheesy way that we mm-hmm. do this during Advent with a confession. <laughs> we know that's important, but like there are, there is a number that they can call. Right. There is somewhere that they can go to when they have a problem because they're not going to come to us mm-hmm. and they're not really likely to go to the rectory as much anymore right. in the past. And that's okay. It's our opportunity for the church. And so Witness Love is really... I think our first step is 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 creating a, a space and nurturing a space where trust can really be authentically developed. And once that trust is in place and once that friendship is in place, you know, we grow first and foremost in relationships. Then the catechesis is going to make much more sense. Then you can talk about sacramental grace and conversion and why, this, you know, why there's sin and why there's all these other opportunities. So in general, that's been a big focus. What I like about what you're saying is one of my pet peeves, and I've worked for the church for like 28 years now, so I'm part of the problem. I always <laughs> problem. I'm trying to fix it, but but like we we're always trying to create a program mm-hmm. and and to solve all of the problems that we perceive. Mm-hmm. And what I'm convicted of now, and especially since I've been married and had kids and we have our own domestic churches, well, it's how did, how did the church do this for 1,970 years? How do they, you know, well, wait a minute, homes, mm-hmm. communities, yes. building trust and through relationships. It's organic. It's natural. And I really think what I like about what you guys are doing is that we just need to continue to push 
push on this idea of natural kind of ways of building yeah, relationships, yes. building trust to bring people in to deeper relationships, not just with us, but ideally with, with Christ. And so, like, we have a men's basketball night on Monday nights at our parish. I just, the pastor and I kind of said, we should not doing this. We got a basketball nets outside. And at first, only a couple of guys showed up. And last week, we had 10 guys there. And one of the cool things was three of the guys showing up were college kids. Hmm who I had never met in the parish, and I've got to know them over the last few weeks. Michael's gotten to know my son. And uh, they're devout kids, huh. and but they had no connection mm-hmm. outside of going to Mass each Sunday with, with the community. And so we this relationship building, why? Because we played basketball. So I think there's something to like mm-hmm. homes, uh, uh, meeting people at coffee shops or Dunkin' Donuts, of course. <laughs> um, and even just what you're doing, just traveling around the country, yes, for your apostolate, but I know what, what makes you guys great is you're just being you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're with your family, you're with your kids, and you're just giving witness and building relationships, and that's what opens doors, right? Yeah, yeah I think, mm-hmm. Mike, you, you highlight the word way, and I think um, what we've been really passionate about is that we did not want to just be creating content. We, mm-hmm. we, don't, want to be, we don't want to be kind of filling this space with a commodification of the faith. Like yeah. you just mm-hmm. have to pay to pray kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we, but that in Christ, there's an authentic way. We're just rediscovering, I think, a process that the early St. Paul was I agree. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's nothing, if it's Pope Francis calls for a catechumen approach, which just means first and foremost, like let's just really take care of some of those basic human yes. needs yeah. so we can get to the next mm-hmm. area. So what he, you're right, it's a way, and one, part, one guy in Massachusetts told me once, he said, he's like a philosopher guy, he says, he says, you actually, this is actually an ethos. It's a way, you know, it's a, it's a way of kind of behaving, you know, so in, in the faith. Yes. And I just think that the more that people can see and feel and sense and, and, and have an, an experiential understanding, because you know, so la- yesterday we had a phone call from a priest, and you know, we're like trying to do these conference calls on the road. We're driving. We've got five kids in the minivan. Well, God bless you. We've got like father on the van speakerphone, and we've got like <laughs> oh every time he's not talking, every time I'm not talking or Ryan's not talking, I got him on mute yeah. so that he doesn't hear. You know, pass the cherry <laughs> and, um, and I'm like throwing things. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. I got it. Point score. Here's a lollipop. But this priest, he said, look. I just want you to understand where I'm coming from. He said, I've been a priest 28 years. The number of sacramental marriages has just plummeted in that time. He said, we used to have, you know, a few every weekend, and now, you know, we just have a handful a year. He said, you know, I, this is my scenario. This is what I'm dealing with. He said, I'm dealing with, um, you know, a lukewarm bride who um, hasn't been to church in 10, 20 years mm. she, since she graduated from confirmation. Um, and she is marrying a non-Christian. And they're getting married in the church because of grandma. And that is it. That's the only connection. He's, and, you know, she's not even getting married in the church because of her parents. She's getting mm. married in the church because of her, of her mm-hmm. grandma. He said, you know, and, you know, the grandmas who are getting people to get married in the church are going to be extinct soon, you mm-hmm. know? And so, like, we have, he said, I, we have about 10 more years to, like, capture these dwindling numbers of couples coming for sacramental marriages. I mean, it is plummeting. Mm. Um, it's almost bottomed out. So we went, you know, the the number of sacramental marriages has dropped by almost 50% in the past 20 years, even though the number of Catholics in the country has doubled in the mm-hmm. same time frame. So he said, look, I, I just want... 
I want to know that, that this couple that I've just described, he said that, that I, the last time I see them won't be their wedding day. He said, because they're not coming back to baptize their kids. He said, they're not, I can, I'm not kidding myself. He said, so, so he said, I have 10 years left of, you know, active, you know, time as a pastor, he said, and I want to go out with a bang before I grow my tomatoes. <laughs> so he said, I just, I, that's all I want to do is serve this couple so that they stay in church. And yeah. I said, Father, so that's why we started Witness to Love. I said, this isn't a recent, this is, you know, 10 years ago, this was a problem. I said, it's just worse now. Yeah. Um, and he said, okay. And so we kind of talked through everything. He said, but ultimately, the thing that's most important to me is that when couples go through this process, they feel like they belong yeah. to Christ, his church, and to our parish community. And I said, mm-hmm. Father, that's I whole said, thing. Father, that's, ev- I said, that's Father, everything. It's everything. I said, Father, yeah. and just so you know, I said, the Holy Spirit must be just like on a megaphone right now. I said, because, Father, we just finished a year of belonging for all newly married couples who've gone through SLO. Mm-hmm. I said, wow. we have a five-year process, a mystagogia, an unpacking of the sacrament. I said, and Father, the whole first year is about belonging. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, sign, sign me up. This is the <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I want. But but I think it's more and more like the more we realize who we're serving, exactly what their needs are mm-hmm. and how to walk for them and the possibilities. But I think so many of us in ministry are just burned out and jaded because we haven't seen a return on the investment. Yeah. But I think a lot of times it's, we're starting here, you know, kind of at ground level, but we got to go below the foundation. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. well, we're and we're so used to in the church, right? We, we had we had this. Sacramental, sacramental machine, I call yes. it, right? That we were Bear so belt. used to. Yeah, yeah. Just, okay, they come through, and then we say less and less yes. and less. And wait, now they're never coming back. Off. Now that I get married, and now that, and so, and now you're looking back, and you're going, what? Why am I doing that? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. This and has not worked. We. Yes. It's funny. We. This is a little side side note, but in the archdiocese, we have a ton of parish jobs op- open right now. Mm. Ton of parish openings for jobs working in the church. Nobody taking them. Mm. And I think there's something to this burnout. This mm-hmm. some of them are retiring early because they're tired, and I feel bad because I think some people just get stuck. Like I've been doing it this way, and I can't mm-hmm. vision myself changing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's part of the problem. Yes. And I think others are just scared to jump in because they might be disciples, but they're watching this thing and they go, yeah. "I don't know if I can do this." And yeah. and we got to find a way of calling forward yeah. this kind of new generation of evangelizers, right? Because yes. they're there. Yes. God, they, are there. they are there. In our in our in our approach, and this kind of piggybacks on what you were saying. In our approach, we really we discovered this um, kind of I guess a little bit of an acronym ART A R T mm-hmm. ART. I mean attraction, relationships, and trust, and that there's a sequence to actually us to become um, really just kind of grafted to the vine of Christ. And but the first part is attraction, mm-hmm. and I think. You know, people ask us, why are you investing so much time in marriage enrichment? Because I said, there's a good number of engaged people, but there's a lot more married people. Mm. And the mm. more we strengthen existing marriages, and that's what we're doing yes. these date nights this week yes. in Boston, they will, they will, you know, they will express that joy and that, the gift of marriage. As an engaged person, I'm looking at those couples thinking, wow, Maybe what do I they do have? Want I want that. Mm-hmm. So, that's, you know, that's how it starts, yes. right? Yes. You so have pe- to look at it and want it. Yeah, so people think a lot of us, a lot of what we do is focused on the engage as an aspect, but even more important is existing marriage. Right. That's the way to really transform. And I think, yeah. you know, why are people not signing up for these jobs? Well, maybe they're just not attracted because we're, right. you know, we're visual. God made right. us. We grow through the. Well, if you're looking at what's visual. happening, current events, and you, yeah. yeah, yeah, you were. That's not a good career. Yeah, it's not. You know, <laughs> well, I don't know we can, we can change that. Absolutely, yeah. we can yeah. definitely. Yes. Change. We're, I mean, human beings, we're not going anywhere. You know, like <laughs> we have to, we have to make this work instead yeah. of just sitting back for somebody else to resolve. And I think this year of the family, mm-hmm. I think during COVID, I think families really discovered the opportunity that the lady mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. and our specific role to being, you know, salt and light. 
mm-hmm. in our communities. And the way people are going to come back to the parish is going to be through the home, mm-hmm. you know, yes. very much like the early missionaries in the church. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed. So you just finished a week of date night. Well, you're still a couple, couple more, right? Tell, can you just say a little these. more about yeah, the date tell nights? Us about yeah, this. the date nights came, days came out of a, of, a, of a desire for us over the years to really figure out what comes after the catechumenate stage of marriage formation. So the marriage prep part, and we wanted to create a five year. Um, opportunity for them to continue to grow married couples with their mentors, particularly because during the first five years of marriage, where newly married couples are most divorce vulnerable, mm-hmm. and so some statistics we have on our website, and people can look at that. But and so, but we we wanted to go through a whole process, and we we discerned and prayed, and really feel like the Lord revealed this process. It all begins with the letter B, and so it's not really cheesy, but it's a good way we remember it. So the first year is a year of belonging. Second year is a year. Of um, believing, the third year is a year of becoming, so a kind of conversion. The fourth year is a year of beatitude, so you know, going from just the Ten Commandments to living the Sermon on the Mount as a married couple. And then the fifth year is a year of be light, so becoming evangelizing spouses. Mm-hmm. So I think the the what we're what we're doing in these date nights is is trying to really shine the light on existing married couples and say that you have a, a an important essential role in the evangelization. Of, 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 and, you know, it, maybe the church needs, owes the people an apology for the past 20 years just saying, you know, just sit there and, mm-hmm. like, pray and maybe pay a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, we have to do a lot more th- than that. And so our experience around the United States is really kind of tapping into that. And the res- response has been great. In fact, just the other night we are in the north end. St. Leonard's. St. Leonard's. <laughs> it was so amazing. The number of uh, couples that had walked from the south and in the rain and doing things. And they just really wanted to be with other couples. Yeah. Yeah. And, couples uh, are driven from over an hour away with, wow. like, storm watch. <laughs> it you was know. bad. <laughs> and they, yeah. they walked and you know, all the great parking in space. In, in, oh, yeah, there's yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah there's, like, none. It's a tough spot. And yeah. so, but, but they... they they sacrificed, and uh, Liz Cachupi and Tony Cachupi did a great job. All this great food, and there was some Italian you know, food, and yeah, candles, just, and red and white checkered tablecloths. It was, oh, there so was beautiful. eighteen couples, or I suppose, yeah, or it was like twenty it. couples. Oh, good, good. Yeah. good. And um, good. It, the, I was the enthusiasm and the joy. I was so encouraged by that. This yes. wasn't just. You know, in the past, sometimes when you're with younger couples, they just seem like they're just kind of sitting there, just absorbing. Yeah. No, they they heard the message. I think they respond to the grace, and they think we want to go and form. Now we call on these be light communities of married couples, mm-hmm. which basically, in some ways, not just a Catholic dinner, so a supper club, but more of like couples coming together once a month and being formed together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's it's sort of what we kicked off, and they really respond to that. So we're doing we have five nights a row, and, and tonight's oh our goodness. third night. Yes. You know. By the end, are you exhausted? I'm exhausted thinking about that. We usually lose our that. voice by the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. voice was, you know, His voice you know. was cracking last night. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was, you know, um, I lo- we love this quote, quote, quote from uh, St. John of the Cross, St. John of the Cross, and John Paul II loved this quote. He says that love is repaid by love alone. You know, mm. and so, you know, as exhausting as it could be, it sometimes God has given us good health, and our children seem to have good mental health. <laughs> well, we have good mental health, you know, and so like let's just let's just do it. Nobody's banging on the door no, yet. No, so. banging on the door yet. We're twenty six minutes in. Wow, banging on the door. So that's yeah. amazing. pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think what, what really inspires us is that you know when we go do these date nights, you know if we if we just kind of did everything from home and like didn't go anywhere, I think that it would be. Um, we wouldn't have that firsthand experience of the hunger and of the need and like what those needs are. Um, but spending time with couples, listening to their questions, hearing their stories, you know, how God's worked in their lives. I mean, it is incredible. 
Um, and so we receive so much out of it. A lot of times also the way that Be Light, uh, our five-year experience works, is that uh, on the first Thursday of the month there's a witness couple. The next Thursday of the month there's a clergy, either a priest or deacon, kind of encouraging couples, you know, based on whatever the theme of the month is. Um, and just we find, like, the best priests. And just and these witness couples, they're not professional. You mm. know, we, occasionally we'll have a headliner couple like Jason Everett launched this year. <laughs> um, but... Uh, uh, then, then Ryan and I do a podcast on the third Thursday, and then the last Thursday month is praise and worship for the whole family. Mm-hmm. And it's all free. It's all in the Witness to Love app. And so if you go to witnesstolove.org and click on Be Light, um, you can uh, sign up. It's all free. It's a great. It's all made possible by donations from couples. It is completely free wow. because couples completely uh, fund it. And it's we even, when, when the pandemic first hit, we did a sort of a test version, like a little mini date night series, just five nights on those five themes. And we said, maybe we'll get a couple hundred couples, right? We had thousands of couples from 23 countries sign up in the first 24 hours. Oh my gosh. Because there was nothing at the time. Now, of course, now I think everybody's all virtual out. But at the time, it was like, oh my goodness, you know? So we did it again in Spanish and it was even more people. So I think the hunger is there, Mm -hmm. the need is there. it's just helping couples really know, like, no, actually, you can do this. This right. is your vocation. Right. This is your sacramental vocation. You don't have to have a perfect marriage. Um, and so we put together, like, formation for whoever a host couple is. So if somebody's like, oh, I want to have my friends over. I want to have a few couples over. Or, you know, I want to evangelize. I want to do this at my Catholic school and invite, you know, some of the other parents. Or, you know, I want to do it at my parish, whatever it is. Um, it, we have we worked with uh, Alpha in the Catholic context, uh, Joshua Danis. He helped right, with the right. small group leader formation. But just, like... Everything that we've needed, like that somebody says, well, you need this or we need that to be successful. And God's like, oh, okay, here, well, here you here go. Like, here's the person. This is what you need. So it's just, it's been a gift. And these date nights have been an incredible blessing to experience. So, yeah. And I think um, for folks who are listening, you know, uh, sometimes you run to people, they've been married a longer time and they think, I did my job. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of, I have, or I have no value to, to the younger. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to listen to me. And I'm sure your experience has been we've the opposite that. of that, right? Yeah. I mean, there are, Yes, it does matter, amazing. right? We want, I mean, I look at my, my, my parents, your parents, right? They continue to be inspirations for us mm-hmm. as they continue to be married and, and for 40-plus years, both of them now, right? Yeah. Right? Yep. Am I right on that? I think so. I know my parents have been, I'm but... I'm 40. I gotta say, so it's 40-plus so, yes, years. 40-plus yes. years. <laughs> but that, there's a place for them in this, this type of yes, movement yeah. as well. We need all married couples yes. to be a, mm-hmm. be a part of this. And so anyways, I would highly encourage our listeners to check out Witness to Love and to be a part of this movement and really a movement of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I have one last question. Well, maybe I have more, but you're traveling everywhere. Do you think, is it consistent across the country? Across the globe. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. sometimes people think, oh, that's a Northeast problem. Oh, that's a Midwest here. problem. No, it's not. You know, because I think the culture, you know, and fortunately, but maybe unfortunately, but maybe it's easier for us as, in, a, in an evangelical way, is just has been so formed by the media that mm-hmm. we have. Yeah. And no matter where you are, there's just there's this tendency to kind of go into isolation. Mm-hmm. And people just feel disconnected. And the more we're isolated, we kind of lose our identity. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we gain our identity in Christ and the image of God, you know, in, in relationships, first mm-hmm. and foremost. And the, the best, the highest model of expression of a relationship is, is a sacrament of matrimony. Yeah. And so I think we're, we know that the uh, parish only exists because of marriage and family. And, and so people are wondering, is my parish going to, you know, two doors down going to be open 10 years from now? 
Well, I mean, it depends on how's your family doing and how the family's in the community. And so, and, you know, and so as we travel around, we're going into the actual homes like we were here um, (laughs) of of families and they're beautiful. You know, that's where God is found and where a lot of faith and fidelity is found. And it becomes a true light. You know, Mm -hmm. we were at the home yesterday of a couple here uh, near Boston. And they just at such a they're just the there's such an open place. The neighbors people just stop in, and the people praying there, and the statues of Our Lady, and he's very very devoted to Our Lady Medjugorje, and uh, it was just you know this God really endures. He will find a way, and I think we I think what we have to our wake up call is that the home is a big essential component of where the church is found in the United States. Amen to that. We uh, we just a month ago we we had. Um, the, the gift of being able to kind of contribute and collaborate on a global level um, with a Vatican forum on where do we stand with Amoris Laetitiae. So it was a five-year conversation after the release of Amoris Laetitiae. And there were about 500 people on basically the different Episcopal conferences from around the world. And you know, everybody's kind of talking and sharing. And, and we were the couple from North America that was asked to kind of share our experience, specifically talking about, you know, accompaniment and mentor, mentor couples. And realize like across the globe it doesn't matter where you are like countries we've never uh, really heard of. we had to like look on the globe on the map you know say where is this country and that's asking questions um but it's the same everywhere you know mm-hmm. how do we get our kids to go to church how do we get our grandkids to go to church mm-hmm. how, how do how does the church stay relevant how do we accompany <laughs> couples like it, it's they're it even asking global question. across the globe how do i get my priest to do something yes yeah. that was also yeah. so yeah. Funny, question. you know like, obviously we love our priests but it was just funny the same things, the, same like, even, things the little like town same. issues are all over the globe <laughs> And, uh, Poor but, father. Yeah. <laughs> but Pope Francis, like he, he basically in his message, he just said, you know, don't don't wait to be the perfect couple mm-hmm. in order to share. Like, don't think you have to be perfect to 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 give witness. And he just like think of like all the families that that Jesus encountered and the people. Like none of them were perfect. You know, the disciples are arguing and the apostles and <laughs> Martha and Mary and Lazarus, like whose feast day right. it is today. Yeah. You know, yeah. Martha, tell her to help me. I'm like, this oh, sounds I so familiar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Jesus enters into uh, you know our dysfunction mm-hmm. and he he. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Correct. And I think mm-hmm. uh, for anybody listening who's like, I oh, really, you know, God's calling me to do something, to step in. Like, yeah, that this this could be your vocation, right? Like, um, I always tell people, like, when you get to heaven, who's going to be there to, to greet you? That just one little thing you did, whether inviting them to a small group or inviting them to church or whatever it might be, and really just loving on someone, like, they might be in heaven waiting for you. You know, they might get to heaven first and be praying for you, you know, but to, to, to never give up an opportunity to love yeah. and to serve. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, this is great. Yeah. Thank you so much so for being here, for driving down here. willing to, to come in. to our house and bless <laughs> our family in this way. Oh, no. It, it's mutual. No, thank you. Yeah, Thanks no, for the absolutely. strong coffee this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thank Michael. The third cup. He makes the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, continue. Uh, we pray that God continues to bless uh, your ministry and your family. Your family and yes. uh, we're fans out here in Boston. I think you guys know that. And so, and <laughs> I love like Boston. <laughs> you know, and we, you know, you guys know we, Boston does transform them love yeah. and marriage yes. prep. And, and so Liz Katrupi, shout out to Liz, director of family life for the Archdiocese. We talk all the time. How do we... Because my message to her is compliment, compliment, yes. compliment. Yeah. We're all talking the same yes. stuff. We're all, all trying to do the same things. Mm-hmm. And the more things we're throwing out there to folks mm-hmm. to help them to navigate these yes. waters and to help them to embrace God's call for them as couples to to answer the call to evangelize. Yes. That's the more the merrier. So just yes. thank you for what you do and for mm-hmm. coming to Boston. And uh, 
And it's funny, maybe well, we might see you guys on a mountain somewhere in New Hampshire, <laughs> like, so like we did a few funny. years ago. Yes. But, we, but we first met them at the World Meeting Families. Oh, Mary yes. Rose it was just there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's and right. I was there with one baby yes. also. <laughs> yeah, that's why we bonded. Uh-huh. Didn't we have yeah. Celeste? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because yep. it was six years ago. Yeah. She was yeah. a baby. Crazy. And then yes. we randomly saw each other on the top of uh, Cannon Mountain. Right. We happened to just take, like, oh, let's do a day. We were up in New Hampshire for our family vacation. Let's take the whatever gondola or whatever up up yeah, Cannon okay, Mountain. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, those people look familiar. People we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so well, I think I literally walked through the door and I'm literally looking at Father Matt. <laughs> yeah. 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 I recognize you guys. But I, I'm like, and I just, he and I looked at each other like, I don't, where Why am I? Am I at the Paschal Center What's right happening? now? <laughs> we're at the top of a mountain right now. We looked at y'all and said, they have eight kids. They must be Catholic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Father Matt was supposed to be off that day. So I think. Yeah, well, you know, we did talk his pay. Love you, Father Matt. Love you. Love you. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. God bless.